What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of SSPN. Ethan, I don't know what to call this. That That's the thing. I was actually thinking about this. What what should we call our recorded episodes during the season? Because we got SSPN postgame, mm-hmm. and then we got SSPN live, and then we had SSPN offseason during the offseason. So what are we going to call these? I don't know, Jude. Recaps? Reactions? That's what I was thinking. I was, the first thing that popped into my head was just SSPN recaps. And I know we have the SSPN reacts, but I feel like that's more like breaking news. And this is just, yeah. you know, we're just covering the Friday game because we weren't able to do the post game then. And then preview in the week ahead. So I think we got our name there, Ethan. So for those of y'all that see the title, that's why. That Believe it or not, we came up with it right now, literally. I haven't made the <laughs> title or description or anything. I, I figured that would be a good way to open this show, Ethan. But what's even a better way to open the show is talking about the things that we saw on Friday night. Granted, it was against essentially the Heat's practice squad, but at the same time, there were a lot of good things that we saw. We got to see glimpses of Jeremy Sohan at point. We saw another 20-plus point performance from Victor Wembanyama. Ethan, you got to watch it live. Let's just jump right into this thing. Tell me your thoughts on the Miami Heat game Friday. I mean, you're right. Take everything with a grain of salt. This was against Miami's C here's team, their, not even uh, their B team. Here's the guys on the roster. That's why I pulled them up first, so you guys can get an idea. Who do you know there? Yeah. Maybe Duncan Robinson. You've probably heard of Haywood Highsmith and then Thomas Bryant. But that's about it. <laughs> Three bench guys and really only, like, and two of them are, like, arguable, like, whether or not they're going to get real play time come mm-hmm. regular season you know what i mean like duncan robinson's like the only guaranteed like even he's not guaranteed if you really want to get into it because of how last season went for him but anyway just reacting to how the spurs played Wemby, if you watch his highlights was just on another level and it was it's very clear that this offseason when he went away from the cameras away from social media he was really in the gym getting busy and i know it's only a two-game sample size but he has looked like everything that was advertised, Jude. I mean, the guy can score from literally anywhere on the court. His handle is, I think, better than Chet Holmgren's at this point. I mean, he looks like a seven-foot-four Kevin Durant, the way he's out there. If you saw that kind of uh, like hard, hard dribble crossover pull-up from the elbow, I think in the second quarter, that was crazy. But he can spot up from three. He can come off of screens. He's got great footwork. Uh, And defensively, I think he had four blocks. I mean, being that anchor down low for us is going to allow a lot of our great perimeter defenders like Vassell, like Sohan, to to gamble, where at times last year they weren't able to. So I can see, you know, maybe moving forward, we'll have a lot better fast break offense and a lot more steals getting into transition, which is all in all honesty where the Spurs will be at their best is in transition because of Wemby is a big part of that. I mean, he had a Euro step from basically 17 feet away from the rim and finished with two hands i mean he looks physical he looks he looks like everything that was advertised you i really don't have anything bad to say about victor Wimbanyama yet and and i'll keep this short because i want to give it to you but devin vassell he came back he bounced back we know he struggled a little bit in game one felt like maybe he just wasn't getting the, the getting the looks the ball wasn't finding him this game he really changed it up um was much more aggressive six for seven from three-point land, and a really terrific defensive game from Devin as well. Those two could be a really, really interesting duo moving forward, and we don't even have Keldon Johnson yet. 
Yeah, Ethan. I mean, I, of course, I agree with everything that you just said. Uh, the one other note I'll say on Wemby, I kind of forgot to mention this last time, and this ties in with your point talking about how we're playing in transition and trying to create turnovers and, you know, get him in space. And of course, when we get Keldon back, we talked about that, um, mm-hmm. you know, in his season preview, talking about how much of a strength, you know, his transition game is. I'm excited to see him running out there with Wemby, and, and mm-hmm. we haven't got to see that yet. But going back to Wemby, Man, we've talked about the wingspan for blocks and closeouts. The thing that I forgot about is the steals. Yes. Like, or, or not even necessarily that I forgot about, that I overlooked. That would be that would be a better way to put it. And we saw that in, in the last game. We saw that in this game. I mean, his reach and his flexibility, the, the angles that he can get to, you know, trying to reach some of these. Like, it's like he can, like, contort and twist his body around you know, very quickly with <laughs> despite his length. And, you know, that goes to all those stretching videos, you know, that credits to the, the, now the San Antonio Spurs staff member, I should know his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about his personal trainer. That's worked for him forever that the Spurs hired on their payroll. Um, you know, that's all credit to them. That was something that I think when it comes to his defensive ability, his hands in passing lanes and not even just passing lanes, he can contort himself like the one that caused the fast break, um, I believe it was against the Thunder. I don't know though. It mm-hmm. might have been against, yes, I know against, exactly. No, you know what I'm talking. Yeah, the first drive dunk. Yeah, yeah. It's the it was the thumbnail on uh on the clip I made. Yeah, duh. Anyways, he he got that steal. Like he initiated that steal and then immediately ran after. And I know that's not the Heat game, but that is something that we also got to see in this game. He he's going to be a menace in transition, like you mentioned that Euro step from the from the free throw line, um, and on the little dump pa- dump off pass from Jeremy. Um, and and the other thing I got to mention in this game, Ethan, I think the last thing on the heat, I'll say (laughs) Julian Champagny, (laughs) or excuse me, Justin Champagny played in this game. That's, I think all you need to know about the heat in this one, Julian Champagny's little brother was out there getting significant minutes. And I was like, it was just, it was so funny seeing them like guard each other and stuff. I had to mention that uh, Mm -hmm. because of course you don't see that every day in the NBA, but getting a little bit back to, to just the Spurs overall. And also your point on Devin Vassell, you know, last post game, we talked about how we, we weren't really worried about Devin and, and this is why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's a bona fide scorer. And he's definitely been in a gym. I'm hoping that he can stay healthy because his impact just playing with Wemby, he's getting the most open shots he's mm-hmm. probably ever had in his career just from having Wemby on the court. And Wemby's playmaking is something we also didn't really talk about just now. But but yeah. he's able to playmake for others. He's extremely unselfish out of the post and off of the drive. And for someone that's mm-hmm. seven foot four, I don't think we've ever seen that before. And I feel like we're going to keep saying that all year long. I've right. never seen that before because he's just so extremely unique yeah yeah i mean we've said it at nauseum and we'll continue to say it throughout this year but we just haven't seen a player his size with the skill set that's what everybody said coming into the draft and it's just two preseason games but like you mentioned with the the crossover dribble that he took up the floor where and, and the step back you know in traffic at the elbow that looked just like kd um it, it, you know, we're going to continue to see stuff like that, that will, that will have us in awe, mm-hmm. Ethan. Um, and I'm just, I, I, the more, you know, it's once again, it's just two preseason games, yeah, so you don't cool. want to go too crazy, but I'm just, I'm so excited to see him kind of on that perimeter and, and the fact that they're using that aspect of his skill set and they're not just forcing him 
you know, into a center position just because he's seven foot four. Yeah, and he got some play time at center this game right. I think, for the first time, and it didn't look bad. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. like we said, the Heat did not have any of their real players out there, so it would be different if he was going against Bam Adebayo as opposed to Thomas Bryant. Uh, but still, Thomas Bryant's you know six ten, six eleven, seven six wingspan, you know, and a, a physical center, and he didn't seem to have any issues with it. Yeah, yeah, and it and this kind of goes back to just the positionless kind of nature of the team if you will but even in the starting lineup like he had Bassey next to him yes. you know what I mean and if Zach Collins was starting like those guys are going to be next to him you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and and obviously we'll play some small ball teams where we can run a Sohan Wemby front court you know I mean I I say that maybe it won't be them in the front court maybe because Sohan might be bringing the ball up um but with that being said I think y'all get the idea that that I'm kind of kind of saying there there will be some times where where Wemby gets um, run at center. But, you know, you want to make sure that you manage those matchups. You want to make sure that's against, like, as much as... I Like, I would rather have Wemby playing center against Laurie, and I know Laurie's a great player, but I'd rather have that matchup than, like, you know, Jokic or Embiid. You know what I mean? You got to you gotta manage the games and, and pick the situations, you know, to where he's not just going to get <laughs> completely obliterated. As much yep. as we're talking about how incredible he is, you know what I'm saying? I, I just... I'm very excited that, and and I, you know, I shouldn't be surprised by this because it's the Spurs and and you know it's one of it's the greatest coach of all time. Like they know what they're doing, but I'm still just so excited, like to see him utilize that perimeter skill set, like that they're making that a focal point of his game. Because when you have a seven foot four dude who can do step backs like that, it's like you know there's mm-hmm. when you see the height and the defensive ability. I mean, I don't know. I think most teams would probably let him do what he does, but there was a lot of talk, you know, going into the, you know, his career of him, you know, really being a center. You know what I'm saying? And so the fact that we're using him in this position, it, it just, I think it increases his potential, Ethan, instead of just forcing him into that five spot. I love what he was able to do in the mid range game, kind of what you were saying. I don't, I'm trying to think of another player that in today's game, gets those amount of pin downs and you know dribble handoffs into the mid-range not to the three most guys do it at the three-point line kevin yeah. durant three-point line but you know katie is a great mid-range score but that's usually off the dribble like do you know of any guys that get handoffs like that into the mid-range where they can just pull up immediately no dribbling i i think the, the closest thing i can think of is actually who i mentioned earlier which was laurie because we've seen a lot of, we've kind of seen him coming off of screens a lot under Will Hardy out there in Utah last year. They were kind of even playing him at the three at times last year, like yeah. next to next to Walker Kessler and uh, and Kelly Olynyk. Um, but still, when I in my memory bank, that's mainly threes. That's not really in the mid range. And when you think yeah. of his wingspan, it's just like, even if you ha- do a great job contesting, are you even going to contest the shot? because he's just so tall like i obviously feel bad for the defenders like he he was only one for five from three last night but 10 for 15 from the floor so he only missed one field goal and he had like an array of of mid-range jumpers from like the free throw line ish area and like at the the elbow Mm -hmm. and it's so pure like that might be his best shot yeah this year is just that remind you of 17 footer uh lamarcus timmy (laughs) Oh, Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. I want LaMarcus. You want I know it's different, <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Like the mid range, you know what I'm saying? If, if he starts hitting bank shots, bro, I might, I might <laughs> lose. I might lose it. Honestly. 
Yeah, but I know looks- Timmy's more out of the post, but it's still like in today's modern NBA, of course he's good at the mid range. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah got of course. The, and he's got the haircut. Anyways, I could go on and on. Well, they, they asked him at, at um, post game where he felt most comfortable. And he gave like a really, like he didn't quite answer the question, but it, okay. was, it was a weird way to answer it. He said, I feel most comfortable when I'm changing up what I'm doing. As if to say diversifying his play. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, that's a, that's a strange way of answering it. But I, I understand what he's saying. So he yeah, basically he's said keeping like defenses the, guessing. Yes, he's not going to continue. He said he get, he gets bored doing the same thing. So he doesn't just want to be a post-up player. He doesn't just want to shoot threes. You know, he wants to, you know, sprinkle it. He might change it up from half to half, which is kind of crazy. You know, bro, uh, do you remember the interview? I think it was either before the draft or after the lottery or, you know, it was it was in one of his pre-draft interviews or post-draft interviews it might have been pre-lottery or or post-lottery but y'all get what i'm saying one of those two big events Mm -hmm. and they asked him who he models his game after and he was like i like to be unique i kind of want to be myself so i don't really like to you know say i'm trying to be somebody else but if i had to pick two guys that i model my game after i would say katie and Giannis. (laughs) look at the heat game man you've got that you've got that step back in the mid-range that looks just like katie and then you've got the dunk from the free throw line that looks just like Giannis. And I, I say just like Giannis, but y'all very Giannis-esque. You know what I'm saying? And and so yeah. when it's just that was another thing I noticed with him uh, about this game. Giannis might be the only comparable guy that that will have a similar impact in transition. Yes. Just ungodly athletic specimens. Like no one can do that. Just like maybe prime LeBron. But right. even Le- Prime LeBron, but he's not is seven foot tall. Different way, yeah, yeah. And another another crazy thing I forgot to mention was in Devin Vassell's post game interview, they asked him like where where like the most like I don't know what they need to figure out most about playing with Wemby, right? And he was like, the craziest part is when you see someone that's seven feet tall bringing the ball down the court. Your first inclination as a guard is, oh, I need to go get this from him. And he was like, but that's not with Wemby. You just, you, we yeah. have to have trust because I, I can trust him to bring it down and make plays for other guys. And he's like, so that's the biggest change is like that. I don't have to go, go carry wow. it. Away. And I was like, I never thought about that, but he's right. Like if Timmy was bringing it down the court no, or no, Zach, no. even yeah. like, give God it, give bless Zach. but yeah, yeah. usually, you know, they'd have to re they'd have to like all the guards, you know, and everybody say like Charles has to bring it up just because of defensive pressure or whatever. Like they're going to have to readjust. Okay. I got to get the ball from him and then we can set up our set. If Wemby's bringing it up, that just kind of allows everybody to be more free. All right. We can set our set right now. You know, or even if they're not running a set, somebody can go set a pick and we can be spacing the floor correctly. You know, however they want to do it. They're, they're, they're doing a lot of freestyling right now. And, and it's what they said they were going to do, Ethan, but this was a game against, once again, this was a game against the heat practice squad, but the fact that Victor like is freestyling and he's had two 20 point games being the leading scorer. Um, it's just a good feeling right now can compared mm-hmm. to last year, Ethan. And I'm not even me and you, we've mentioned this. We're not even expecting anything crazy this season, but it's still the, the energy is just completely different, dude. It, I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm just so like, regardless of even if we win or lose, I'm just mm-hmm. looking forward to the games. Cause we get to see, just a different a different type of basketball, you know, than we've been seeing the past couple of years. Yeah, it a hundred percent is freestyling because I talked to Pop after the game as well, and he was like, "I called 
I called a play for right. him one time. And he still scored 23 points. He goes, he's just a great <laughs> basketball player. He knows how to let the game come to him. You know, how to take advantage of opportunities. It's like, oh my God. And that one play they called for him is the one where his defender just fell down. So it wasn't even like we executed the play. It was just like, oh, he's wide open underneath the rim and he got an easy dunk. Uh, so yeah, just imagine when Pop actually starts to institute like a real scheme centered around their strengths and not just like letting them play. Like he's chilling right now. And, that, and that's the thing. Like he, it's like, we're better than last year. Yeah. Already. Like immediate. And, and obviously like, that's not that surprising, but it's just so funny to see pop last year. It's like, I can just, now I can just <laughs> call one play the whole game and we're going to be better than we were last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But even oh. saying that it's clear that they like, everyone has improved as far as just like yes. intellect and chemistry because despite not having that many actual sets being called it felt like to me watching it our ball movement and our understanding of where guys are going to be was was already way better than it was all of last yes season. like there were moments where it was like am i watching the 2014 spurs right now like extra pass to the corner wide open three and it, it was everybody top to bottom even chetty osman who's only been here mm -hmm. for like a month but he's got that that veteran intellect and he's obviously a you know a foreign player so he probably just like comes with that extra you know ability as far as that's concerned so yeah these guys are going to be fun to watch for sure yeah absolutely could couldn't have said it better myself ethan but there, there's a couple more guys i want to talk about Please. we're going to save the best for last i know you know what's coming there but <laughs> more importantly <laughs> We got to see Jeremy Sohan at point guard. Yeah. I know he's still listed as a forward, et cetera, et cetera. They'll probably still list him as a forward, even if the starting lineup ends up being Jeremy, Keldon, Devin, uh, who am I forgetting? Wemby and Zach. Yeah, there you go. Um, like I said, that, that he'll probably still be listed as a forward then, but it's it's obvious that he was taking the, the, the duties of the point guard position in this game. Um, I know only three assists, but... That's not really the nature of the Spurs offense, as you just alluded to, like wondering if it's 2014. Um, it's more about him bringing the ball up the floor and, and setting up the sets for the offense. Um, what, what were your thoughts on what you saw from him kind of in that point guard position, if you will, even though he's still a very versatile player who guards multiple positions and will sometimes get it in the post. Mm -hmm. um, but like as we're seeing with this positionless offense and the way that they're going to run, uh, unless Trey Jones is out there, it's probably going to be Jeremy or Malachi. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll see Devin and Keldon take it up too, but I think other than other than Trey, it's probably going to be Jeremy the most taking the ball up the floor and like calling sets and stuff. Yeah, uh, they asked Devin about it, and he said that at times Jeremy would just literally forget that he was the point guard, and they'd be like, Jeremy, you go get the ball, and you're bringing it up the floor. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. That's what I'm doing. Um, so obviously there's going to be some learning curves, and – I think that they're clearly, you know, kind of the, the weaknesses, if you will, that we talked about at him playing point guard were uh, Miami attempted to take advantage of those weaknesses by pressuring him the entire time uh, because his handle is still not, you know, the greatest in the world. He's obviously six foot nine. So at times it can get loosey goosey, but even still um, incredibly intellectual player. Um, Pop trusts him. He's called him a point guard many times. He's played point guard at Baylor. He had times where he played it last year. Uh, an underrated playmaker. I think that with his size and his strength, he could kind of play a little bit like Josh Giddy does for OKC. 
in the sense that just matchup wise, he's going to have the advantage offensively where he can post up smaller defenders and play make out of the post. Um, he can set screens for Devin and they can do like a one, two screen and roll, which is just be impossible to guard because of their size mismatch. Um, obviously like I, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline said where he will struggle is not having the greatest handle in the world i don't think he's like josh giddy in the sense that josh giddy right. can get like 15 assists a game like that's just his his play style i don't think jeremy will be that way uh but quite frankly i don't think anybody on our team can be that way because of like you said how he played the game um and because offensively he'll bring it up and almost immediately get rid of it right but that's every point guard we've ever had even tony like mm-hmm. that's just for like how we've always played um, so I thought it was nice uh, moving forward defensively. Obviously, it's going to be an improvement. Uh, there will be times where it's hard to watch, but that's just going to be the nature of the season. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there was a quote from Zach that I saw on Twitter today, actually. Um, I believe it was from Paul Garcia. It might have been from somebody else, um, but it was just a quote from his press conference. So I probably It's probably on the Spurs YouTube. Um, but he was talking about how just, you know, it was once again on this topic and he was just saying, we're, we're going to kind of be like point guard by committee. And it's just more to the point of like, we have multiple guys who can bring the ball up the floor and it, 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 it's really more about the, the way that we're going to play offense. Like you just said, even when Tony got it, he would dump it off to somebody and then maybe he'd be running off a screen, you know, or cutting to the basket off a screen or what, you know, whatever play we were running. Um, like we, you know, and when you look back at Tony, you think about twenty points per game. You don't think about fifteen assists. You know, um, yep. I don't know if we'll ever have like a Chris Paul type, you know, point guard. You know, on, on, in this Spurs offense, as long as you know the lineage of Pop and RC are here, just because of the emphasis on moving the ball and and being a willing passer. Um, we we just straight up we don't care about stats we don't care about just having you know a, a pure point guard and I know there's a lot of discussion I've seen a lot of that kind of just in the Spurs fan base as well maybe not necessarily like our fan base but just in the Spurs Twitterverse I've seen a lot of conversations about like still needing another point guard and I I understand where people are coming from but I think the thing that they also need to realize is regardless of what they want like the Spurs are going to do they're going to go in the direction that they have set. And I think it seems very obvious as they've been mentioning for a while in interviews from Brian Wright um, and, and the decisions that they've made with the roster, like to not get another point guard this summer. Um, And on top of that, we haven't even talked about Blake. We, We do still have Blake Wesley. Like I think we forget about that a lot. And as much as he's still a young developing player, he's still on his rookie contract and has two more years left and is 20 years old. So mm-hmm. with the continued development of that, you know, maybe next season he's a rotational guy for us. Maybe he's not. We'll have to see. But the point is here, we're going in a positionless direction. And I think it's pretty obvious to anybody who's watched this team like over the past two seasons at least, and really the past three seasons, our best five players, just bluntly, are Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, Jeremy Sohan, Victor Wembanyama, 
and and Zach Collins. And I guess maybe if you wanted to take Zach out and like throw in Malachi or something, I get it. But like, I think right now though, those are pretty set as our best five guys on the team. Um, and also our most experienced, uh, well, not Wembenyama, but he, he's different. He's an asterisk yeah. to everything. Um, and at least he kind of does have pro experience. You know what I mean? True. Um, but yeah, other than that, they're by far our five most, I think that's just our five most talented guys. Absolutely. And defensively, it's in, uh, immediately probably our best defensive lineup is having those five guys out there. And, and I do think it actually helps Trey Jones a little bit to come off the bench because it allows Trey to be an instant spark plug and it gives him the reins to kind of, you know, okay, here's the ball, Trey. Go make everything happen for everybody on the court. And I think that that's what we saw in this game. He had four steals, five assists, and eight points. Like, that's a really, really solid performance from Trey Jones off the bench. And you mentioned Blake. Blake had plus 14 in the in the box score mm-hmm. at eight points. Like, not the greatest uh, statistical night for him, but efficient, two for three, four rebounds, three assists. Like Led the fourth quarter takeover. I know it's yeah. against a bunch of, you know, <laughs> a bunch of guys like that. But for Blake, that's what he should do against those type of guys for where he's at. And he, he's talked about how he's slowed down and tried to make better decisions and just kind of let the game come to him. And I think that that has opened up everything for a young Blake Wesley. And defensively, he is getting after it. To me, that has clearly been his emphasis. He's like, how am I going to get minutes defensively? He has continued to pick up guys full court in the past couple games, yeah. um, and I, uh, as well as in Summer League, too. He was picking guys up full court every single time. So shout out to him. He's trying to prove to us as well as the rest Mm -hmm. of Spurs fandom that we don't necessarily need to go draft another point guard we have a point guard just kind of resting on the bench right now yeah yeah it'll be interesting to watch Blake's development this season how much he's in Austin all that type of stuff but one more note on that five that we were talking about you mentioned it defensively that's the key there because Jeremy or Devin can take it up and set up the offense even Kelvin can Wemby can I mean, like, it really doesn't matter. Those yeah. are the, that, the offense can be set up and run by by any of those guys. So when you have that scenario and then you can make, you know, you can have a defensive lineup where everybody's at least 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, like, that that really will put a strain on, on some of the offenses we play. Once again, there's still going to be a lot of games that we lose. But at the same time, it's going to be, I mean, that is going to be different then as much as it's going to be different than last year's lineup to, to, to put it bluntly. And I don't want to take this moment to crap on Trey. Cause that's not what I'm trying to do at all. Cause I completely agree with what you just said. And I've mentioned it in other episodes that I think whoever gets moved to the bench will benefit from it because they won't be having to go up against the starters anymore. And we'll get to showcase even more of what they have. I think that would be, I think Trey would honestly gain the most out of that, of the three guys we talked about potentially moving to the bench. Um, so I think, you know, he's going to have, I think if he comes off the bench, he'll, I, he's going to have his best season of his career. I think even regardless, just because of the, the situation and the talent that we have on the roster, he's headed that direction. But with that being said, last season, we saw him got taken advantage a lot, defensively a lot. I know I said a lot twice there, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And, and, and so we will be a better defensive team with with Jeremy and Wemby on the floor, you know, it, it, taking Trey out, if you get what I'm saying there. A thousand percent. And it's no fault of his own. He's a smart defender. He's a capable he's, defender. And he's 6'1". Like, he's that's 6'1". the other thing. 
That's just that's all it is. He's six one. Yeah, there were like Shea Gilgis Alexander. Let's think about that, right? All yeah. star player, six six. You know, there's sometimes where Trey's doing great defense, but it you know the wingspan's just going to be too much, and we're seeing more and more of that around mm-hmm. the league, and that's another thing that ties into that five. But anyways, uh, enough about that, Ethan. Uh, there's some other role players that I want to talk about as well. There, there was another one that I, that I really want to get to. There's one name that I just really wish we could only talk about for this entire episode, but, but I'm going to wait one more to talk about it, okay? Because we need to talk about Shetty Osman, who is also in the starting lineup. I know it's just two games again, but I think that he's like, we mentioned this a little bit last time, but seeing him in this starting lineup, and I know there were injuries, I, I think it's just guaranteed he's going to be a rotational piece for us in some extent, which brings the question, and it'll be interesting to see how we play, because that first game, you know, he was playing the four and Doug was playing the three. Um, what do you think? How do you think he fits into the bench lineup? I think it is what I'm asking. And and, and the more I'm I'm talking about it as I'm asking you this question, I think my read on it as of right now, just thinking about it, is that it's kind of a competition between Champagny and Doug for that backup three. Um, and and probably Shetty is slated at the four. Um, but but you tell me, what, what are your thoughts on his status just in the rotation? Because to me, it seems like we're going to play him every night. Yeah, I think him playing in the starting lineup tonight, like I know Doug was, was out, didn't dress, but even still, I think he's guaranteed to back up four spot. Um, I think he just comes ready to play. There's not much to learn. He's not going to make any mistakes. He's a physical presence, a really solid shooter, and a glue guy that's not going to take take shots away from you know our key players. So um, who would he be playing over? I guess Mamu. Um, I love Mamu. I think Mamu has a lot of upside too. Right. But when it comes down to it, Chetty's probably just you know as far as winning games, he's probably the the better the better choice at this point. Absolutely. I completely agree that that's mainly the conversation there that I, you know, was kind of, I guess, hinting at a little bit. And and that's, you know, because I came into the season kind of thinking Mamu would be there. But Shetty's definitely shown me that he plays even a little bit bigger than his height. And he still has pretty solid size for a modern four in the NBA at six, seven, two thirty. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I want to point out on this box score, and this is another thing I've seen from Shetty. And he mentioned this in his the the one interview that he's done so far on the Spurs YouTube he was talking about how he always wanted to play for Coach Pop because he know how he likes to play basketball and like that's how he wants to play. And it's very similar to all the European stuff. He mentioned, you know, how it's every European player's dream or foreign player's dream to play for Coach Pop. Um, he had five assists tonight. He was tied with Trey for for leading the team in assists. And I've seen him bring it up a couple times. And that ties in to kind of the positionless stuff that we're talking about. But I talked about overlooking Wemby's, you know, like his steals and his flexibility and how he can affect the game, you know, when guys are dribbling around him. The one thing that I also overlooked was Shetty's game. I was thinking of him as just a 3 and D guy. But he's got some playmaking ability too, you know, probably because of his upbringing and learning to play ball overseas. Yeah, he's just a really solid basketball player, dude. Like, he really doesn't have any deficiencies. Like, he's not spectacular at anything. Uh, but you can play him basically two through four, mm-hmm. plug him into any lineup, and he's going to be advantageous as far as winning basketball games. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to, to see him more. And that's just looking like, you know, a better pickup in that trade that was kind of just like, was that one that we just kind of facilitated and got Shetty out of? Yeah, and I'm so like I know he wanted out of Cleveland, right? 
but I'm surprised Cleveland didn't want to use him very much. Like, I feel like they could use or get more out of him. Didn't we give them like a second round pick or something? It was like a barely gave up anything. Yeah. 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 So I don't understand it, but whatever. We'll take it to have him. Right. And we just keep getting these dudes that are like solid players that nobody wanted. Bassey, Mamu, add my boy uh, Chetty Chetty. to that list. We'll take it. Even even Zach, honestly, Zach was a player that didn't nobody because of injuries. Different story, but still. Yeah, yeah. We have definitely hit on the diamonds if the in the rough, if you will. Shout out, shout out, BZ Wright. Mm. Oh, Champagne, another guy. (laughs) Right, right. There you go. Um. What was your favorite Julian versus Justin Champagne moment? When when Julian hit a three in his brother's face and then like trash talked him a little bit, like stared him down. <laughs> like, I don't, I I don't love think he said anything, but he did like the bow and arrow celebration right. and like, looked at his brother. Oh my gosh. Dude, they're like identical, identical. For real. That's why I brought it up earlier. I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm seeing yeah. two of them. All oh the other twins gosh. in the NBA history are like, you could kind of tell like, okay, right. like that's Marcus Morris. That's Markeith. Like there's like subtle things, but not these guys. They could swap jerseys for real. and Nobody would be able to tell. I liked Kevin Harlan too, how he had to like call them by their first names when they were guarding each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ethan, it's the main event mm. in, in, well, he, he played a little bit in the first half too. But we subbed in Dominic Barlow in the fourth quarter, and we won 34 to 20 in that quarter. Um, I know I said Blake orchestrated that, but that was a lie because it was all Dominic Barlow. He mm. he hit the three. It was it was a banger. He was okay. I, I'm 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 joking around a little bit as I always do, but actually he played really good. <laughs> like he played really good in the fourth quarter. So it was good to see him play back, uh, kind of get back to to what we saw a little bit in summer league, hitting the middies. Um, it, he had that block as well. Played good on defense. Played well in transition. Um, still gonna be a two-way guy. <laughs> we just have to have. What did I just do here? I turned it off on accident. This is this is a sign, Ethan. But mm. anyways, we're bringing it back. Um, what were your thoughts on Dom? We have to have a Dom segment. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I mean, I, I feel like I always say the same thing about Dom. It's just like he's he's a physical presence. He, he sets good screens. He fights for extra possessions and rebounds. And, you know, he takes advantage of scoring when the opportunity presents itself. And I think he's slowly and surely grown as a confident player. I think Summer League probably had a lot to do with that. Um, but if we were playing the C team Miami Heat, right. he was playing the D team Miami Heat. Like he was <laughs> playing. And so even, even though he had a really solid game, and I like what I see from him, made that three, looked solid, looked smooth. You're right. He's still a, he's still going to be our two way guy. I don't envision him getting that many meaningful minutes next year unless there are injuries or we decide that we want to tank again for some reason. Look, this is the greatest preseason bounce back of all time. Changed my mind. I don't think I can. I think you're. I think you're that. <laughs> what evidence would you have to change it though? None. You're right. Exactly. None. Exactly. Okay, Ethan. We we were pretty we were pretty long just on this heat game, and I think you know there there was a lot to dive into. About half of this was Wemby talk, um, but that that'll probably be the theme for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have two games against the Rockets this week, and then we play the Miami Heat. Or excuse me, we just played the Miami Heat, the Golden State Warriors um, in Golden State uh, on Friday. Um, 
we're going to be doing post games for both of the Rockets games. We won't be able to do the Friday game against the Golden State Warriors. But what's just your outlook kind of on this leak? Uh, I say this leak this week, excuse me. Um, and <laughs> and uh, what are just what kind of are your thoughts on this week? I'm just excited to see us like uh, do. Is there a fight this week? in one of our post games like are we recapping a fight in one of our posts i hope so jude <laughs> i hope so two rockets games back to back are they both in houston or are we are we splitting them let me pull that up real quick but you know dylan brooks already got ejected <laughs> i i just really hope that it, for one of these games both teams play everybody both in san antonio oh i i, I need at least one of these to have like keldon play Doug to play, Zach to play. Like everybody needs to play. Same for the Rockets. I just want to see, like, truthfully, how this matchup's going to look this season and moving forward in the next decade, really, between Wemby and and Jabari and Keldon and Dylan Brooks. And, you know, Jeremy's probably going to guard Fred Van Vliet or something weird. But, you know, I, I think competitive games, all three of them, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I don't think Golden State will play all of their big guys, especially like late in the preseason like this. Just like against Miami. San Antonio. Yeah, they'll probably rest Steph and Clay and maybe let Chris Paul take the reins and just like have it be his game. But I think three competitive games. I think we come out of this. I'm going to go two and one. I think we win one of the Rockets games and win the Golden State game. And we drop one of the Rockets games. Probably one that we rest all of our players, including Victor, probably because he's probably due for one. That's a good point because it's a back-to-back. I mean, I say back-to-back. It's actually not a back-to-back, but it's back-to-back games against the same team. Yeah. Um, I think we definitely will. One of those games will will make it a, a rest game for sure. Now, interesting interesting on the Golden State one there, but I also think that if they don't play anybody, then then yeah, we'll, we'll probably pull that out. Um, should be fun. Should be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see the, the Rockets matchups. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if we do, if we do have a game where we sit everybody... We have a lot of Don Barlow film to evaluate. Yes, we will. And I forgot one point. And Blake, actually, more importantly, Blake, Blake too. We'll get to see and CD all those guys. That'll be fun to watch. Actually, even blow out. Even if Golden State plays all their guys, they have nobody to match up with Victor. I just realized that about nobody because they're playing Clay at the four. Yeah, Clay's poor Clay. Those memes are going to finally come true. Yeah, six. I forgot about that. That's really going to be an interesting matchup, actually, against the Warriors all season. I know that they're still the Warriors. <laughs> like, they still have the greatest shooter of all time, like, on their team. One of the best dynasties ever. But I just, it's going to be a really tough matchup for them when they have to play us this season. Yeah. That, that'll be a fun one. That'll be a fun yeah. one. And it's Kerr versus Pop. So mm-hmm. that'll, that'll be spicy for sure, especially in the regular season. As much as I love Steve Kerr, my my dude does not like playing bigs. He will not play a big, even if it's like the right thing to do. He's just going to say no. Yep. Yep. Well, anyways, Ethan, this was a good one. Any final thoughts going into this week or, or on Wemby before we wrap this one up? We're blessed. We up. That is that is the best way to put it, Ethan. That is how I feel every single time I'm watching a Victor Wembanyama game. I almost feel like kind of bad about it. Like, mm. I'm like, do we deserve it? Like, this is unfair, like, mm-hmm. at an extent. Um, but I know that once we hit the regular season and, you know, just the reality of the NBA s- sets in a little bit and we start losing some games, not too many, but, you know, like I said, it just sets in a little bit. Um, we'll, we won't feel as bad about some of these highlights that we're seeing for sure. 
But right now, when Thomas Bryant is like all of us watching after that (laughs) dunk that he had, uh, it's, you know, that's kind of how I think a lot of the Spurs fans feel right now. Literally. Poor Thomas. Poor Thomas. But anyways, if you guys enjoyed the content, don't forget to hit that like button and that subscribe button below. If you want to stay updated with the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SSP and on YT at Jude McLaren and at Ethan underscore Quintero. If you want to know whenever we go live, whenever we got new episodes, be sure to hit the notification bell on YouTube as well, too, so you can know. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Go Spurs, go.